Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Key May, and I'm here to help make your creative journeys a little bit easier through the Creative Champs platform. Now, this episode is being recorded at home um, as it has been for the last few weeks. So apologies for any background noises you might hear. Now, this episode I am so excited to do. It's all to do with self-employment or quitting jobs to then become self-employed. The focus of this episode is going to be on the happier stories or the successful stories or the stories of achievement in relation to self-employment. Because I think we're very uh, used to being afraid of these things. We're used to being fearful, worrying about finances. And in general, there tends to be a bit of a operating from a space of fear and operating from a space of lack, sometimes without us even realising. I've been guilty of this myself many times. What I'm going to do, I'm going to get right into the stories and I will be also providing details of the um, contributors' details on Instagram so you can go follow them and check out their work. So let me just get into it. So this story comes with a trigger warning for miscarriage. So in 2017, shortly after I had a miscarriage, my husband was working for a company that meant he was doing reactive commercial maintenance work for the likes of H&M and Zara. He would be on call and it was so difficult when dealing with my three-year-old and grieving for our lost baby. He was working day and night for very little. He was ill with headaches and would be stressing about the day ahead. Meanwhile, I was working part-time as a supervisor for Waitrose, which was by no means reflective of my career path. It was merely a job where I could slot in between when Danny and I was working. I felt like neither of us were happy. I desperately wanted to have another baby and get out of Waitrose, and Danny desperately needed to get out of his job too. We were snappy, tired and fed up. Then, through luck or manifestation, we were offered a van, and this was the catalyst for us to move forward. We set up at me, sorry if I've said this wrong, me handyman, as we realised there was a gap in the market. Clients don't want to pay a builder to put pictures or curtain rails up. We had a clear outline of how we were going to promote the business and what services we offered. Our good friend Rob Hare designed our branding as we wanted to have a strong brand identity and appeal to men and women. Danny left his job within weeks. We were making enough to get by and this was just in a month of trading. Oh, brilliant. I fell pregnant with our second child. So I stayed out with Waitrose until I had my child as it made financial sense. But I knew I wouldn't go back. A year after my baby was born, we made Me Handyman a limited company and we are joint directors, meaning we pay ourselves a minimum wage. However, the freedom that comes with running your own business is priceless. We both get to spend time with the boys. We're using our skill sets and utilising our strengths to grow our business and not line a big corporation's pockets. In 2019, we were finalists in the local business awards. Oh, wicked. Um, we have been listed and recommended as a leading business in our local directory. Both our confidence has grown and we are developing each day. We would never go back. And anyone worried about making the leap? Go for it. We have a mortgage and two babies to feed. So there was a lot at stake, but we did it. It's about having confidence and balls to change your life. And this was by at me underscore handyman. So that's M-I underscore handyman. 
oh, I do you know what? I got a little bit of goosebumps because the thing is, when these were submitted, I didn't. I read through most of it, but I wanted to save some of the stories um, to read through the end on the podcast so I could sort of like you know um, discover things as I'm going along. But this was so inspirational, um, and the fact that you've you've managed to make something uh, so fruitful and um, beautiful in light of of what happened and you know it's just it's an amazing story and um you know what you got this in the bag don't even need to wish you the best because you you got this you absolutely got this thank you so much for submitting your story um let's see who is next so this next story is from fresh and fearless uk says hey key love your page thank you I saw your post about self-employment stories, so wanted to message. After I was made redundant from what I thought was my dream job in November, I looked for jobs in December, but none of them excited me. I decided to take the leap and work for myself instead in January. I always wanted to, but never thought it would happen so soon. But here I am, thriving. 2020 has been a roller coaster, but so grateful for everything that's happened so far. Redundancy is so scary. It's so scary because you're like, oh my gosh, it's like the universe has made this decision for me, right? And you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not ready yet. But sometimes, you know what? That little push, that little push can just be the the only catalyst you need. And sometimes that push comes in the form of other people forcing you out of a job, <laughs> or being made redundant, or you just waking up one day and saying, you know what? Ah. Because a lot of the time we'll say to ourselves, like, I'm going to prepare, like, or I'm going to, you know, save up a certain amount. And sometimes we don't even make it to that amount because the environment could be toxic. We could just get bored. We could just feel like we can't actually go into work anymore. And so then we find ourselves in a situation where we're like, you know what? Now's the time. And I am so happy uh, to hear um, Sarah. or Sa- Is it Sarah? apologies uh, uh, apologies if I said it wrong um that you are thriving and that you've uh gone out on a limb and just gone for it like I I love I love stories like this so the next one hey I've been self-employed for three years now since graduating one of my biggest successes I've never really got to fully enjoy or promote was back in 2018 when my design was chosen to be used as a tour poster for one of the gigs on Arctic Monkeys World Tour. <laughs> Wicked. I got paid for it and all that, but the design didn't actually get used for one reason or another. I haven't promoted it at all because now it just looks like another piece of fan artwork. But after chatting to a friend recently, I think I'm going to print a limited batch. A recent one I designed was was used as a poster for a local independent short film made in lockdown. And that film's starting to get nominations for awards at film festivals around the world. And it's being screened at a festival in Hollywood. Don't think the festival is that big. But to say my film poster is in Hollywood is something. Of course it is. Another accidental one was on my personal account. I take a lot of 35mm photos. I was asked permission by Lomography to feature some of my photos in an article about lockdown in their online magazine. I do film photography as a personal hobby mostly, so to get recognition from one of the top brands is mental. 
That literally happened last week. So waiting on the article to be released. Absolutely love it. You see, there's so many things you can achieve within different sectors of the creative industry. And to have your poster up there in Hollywood or wherever, wherever it is, could be on the side of a bus, could be on a billboard, could be on a sign, could be on the underground. Like, just give yourself uh, a huge pat on on the shoulder because... It's amazing that you've been able to achieve this and I'm happy for you. Um, And this is by uh, at Marka, so M for mother, A-R-C-A underscore design underscore. And I'm also going to note that all of these um, pages I'm going to list in the description bar for the podcast so you can access them that way as well. Okay, so this one, this next story Hi, I left my hospitality job of six years in November. I was super broke for months and so scared. There were a lot of times I contemplated just getting another job to get by. But ultimately, I decided that I wasn't willing to sacrifice my time. Lockdown ended up being a huge blessing for me as it meant that no one was working and there was now less pressure for me to be working. I was able to put all my energy into my passion instead of stressing about my next paycheck. For years, my art account had just 500 followers and not much engagement. I was finally able to be consistent and create work that had an impact. As my following grew, I finally started to make money. I've had a steady flow of commissions since March. Fantastic. Another thing that gave my work a push was the BLM movement. I gained hundreds of followers in a matter of days. It was very bittersweet, but it landed me my first major commission designing packing for a skincare brand. It's still early days in my freelance journey, but I'm so, so grateful. Although I am aware that the timing was perfect, there were a lot of things that were working in my favour. I'm sure I would definitely still be struggling if it wasn't for lockdown. Nonetheless, it was the best decision I ever made and I would do it again. You see, like lockdown... You know what? Lockdown was a a very unusual time because, well, not just because of uh, the fact that it's something that we've never really gone through before to that level, but the fact that for some people it was quite a difficult time and some people struggled to navigate through it. But for others, myself included, I'll be completely honest with you, it was a chance to uh, rebirth. It was a chance to form things it was a chance to get started on things because now it was like okay I don't have to physically travel to work and it seems like it was the case for Rochelle where you know there wasn't any pressure to go out there and look for work because well nobody was outside so (laughs) nobody was really working outside either so um, and from that something has blossomed all right so I again fantastic thank you for sharing that and the at is at Rochelle Creative. So that's Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E, Creative. Thank you. Right, so we've got our next story here. Just seen your story. That's me. I graduated uni in 2009, top of my class with a textiles BA, and I'm damn proud of that. So you should be. Then as a struggling graduate with no student loan coming in anymore, I got an admin job to pay the bills. My partner was interning at the time, so we needed steady income. Ten years later, I'm earning really good money, having worked my way through the company, and I'm really good at my job, but it's not what I love. 
After my maternity leave, I didn't go back and started up Knotted in April. It's really hard. I'm not anywhere near breaking even and I'm trying to juggle a toddler and home and a new business all during lockdown. However, the satisfaction of being creative is totally worth it. And you see, sometimes our achievements don't come through that of anything of monetary value. Sometimes it's related to the feeling and the freedom that we get as a result of working for ourselves or, you know, that we've all got different things that we do it for. Um, and I'm just happy that you you found satisfaction in that creative freedom and that you're able to just wake up and do exactly what it is that you want to do and still earn an income for it. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, that was by at Knotted London, but it's, <laughs> let me spell it. So K N for November, double T D underscore London. So again, I'm going to be writing all of the handles in the description box below. Right, so we've got another story. Uh, says, hi, Key. Saw your Instagram story about people making the scary journey from employed to self-employment and thought I'd throw my experience in. I've been involved in music on the performance side and behind the scenes since I was a teen. But after a few false starts at a career, ended up with a normal job at a big telecoms company. It was fine for a while and I dabbled with creative side gigs when I could fit them in. Things turned a bit sour when the challenging and interesting project-based role I was in was deemed surplus and I was redeployed into a call centre environment, which I couldn't stand. At the age of 28, with two stepkids and a new baby, I made the choice with the support of my incredible wife to take a redundancy offer and have a proper go at building the career I wanted. Wicked. The first year or so was pretty lean, but I took every gig I could get, playing at pubs, bars, weddings and mixing sound for local venues and slowly built from there. Seven years later, I'm now a tour manager and sound engineer and have traveled the world with some incredible artists and built up a small production company supplying local events when I'm not on the road. In 2019, I had the immense pleasure of spending the summer working as a sound engineer for Ms. Lauren Hill, which has been the absolute peak of my career so far, working on an enormous excuse me working on enormous shows with an artist whose music i grew up loving oh me too although 2020 has brought difficulties with the shutdown of the events industry through the pandemic i'd recommend anyone who has a passion to follow their dream and throw themselves into it i'm incredibly lucky that despite the challenges it brings i now have a job i adore and i'm genuinely excited to to Oh my gosh, sorry guys. And I'm genuinely excited to do what I do. And that's by Mike Prosser. Again, apologies if I said that wrong. The director of Boom Production Services. And the at is at Boom Production Services. That story is wicked. First of all, Miss Lauren Hill. Ah, oh please. Oh, too hot, too hot. And the fact that you took the plunge when you had three children, essentially to take care of right and you just took the plunge anyway you took the redundancy offer and just went for it that is very inspirational because I know that there are a lot of people who have children who are worried about taking that step because you know they say well they've got mouths to feed they've got babies to look after so I can understand the the fear is there and I can't really speak from that perspective because I only have cats I don't have children (laughs) so um the fact that you did that Um, in spite of any worries or fears is uh, amazing. 
And yeah, I, I'm just, uh, that's just a, a very inspirational story to hear. Thank you so much for submitting your experience. Okay, so we've got another one. Um, sound might be a bit more echoey now, guys, because I've come from under the covers. <laughs> Hi, Key. Hope you're good. Saw your story about life after quitting a job to go self-employed. I'm one of those people. I had an awful graphic design job where I worked 14 hour days. Crikey, no overtime pay and was treated like dirt by the director who told me she thought I wasn't good enough when I asked about career progression. So why did she hire you? She's trying listen. No constructive advice, just plain and simple, not good enough. Useless human being, sorry. I was the only person of color in an office of around 100 people. So I always felt like the odd one out. In every team photo, I stuck out like a sore thumb. Loved ones around me told me to leave, but I was so blind by it being a good brand and looking good on my CV that I held on until that director said those words to me with my manager sitting next to me, who didn't say a word to defend me as he was also too afraid of the director. I sped out of the room to cry in the bathroom for half an hour and decided enough was enough. I quit my job in 2015 and my husband managed to get a job in Singapore. So we moved there for two years. Best move ever and great to get out of the UK work bubble where everything feels so important but really isn't. There is a world out there. Funnily enough, some of the previous companies I'd worked for heard I was available to do freelance work during the move abroad and I started to get lots of freelance work despite being based in another country. I started on a rubbish day rate as I had no idea what to charge but over time I slowly built up my rates. I worked all sorts of crazy hours because of the time difference but it was on my terms and the amount of gratitude I received as a freelancer was so different to being permanent. After I moved back to the UK, the company with the awful director asked me to freelance for them. Piss off. I went back for one week only and charged the same amount that I would have made in one month when I was a permanent employee there. <laughs> it was therapeutic. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> and I hadn't been back since. I completed an interior design qualification, got distinction grade and then started my own graphic and interior design company. I do a mix of work for my own private clients as well as freelance. I now make double the amount I did at the company that nearly destroyed my confidence and I work on my own terms. I would never, ever go back happier than ever career-wise now. And that is by Celine. The at is at the silver design. So the, D-A, silver, S-I-L-V-A, design. Thank you so much for that. That That's wicked. Oh, thank you so much for that. Do you know what? That is how you get, listen, payback, payback. So that woman wanted to treat you like crap. And then here she come begging you. Oh, you're not good enough. But you know what? I'm going to beg you to do the work. I'm going to, I'm going to pay you. Uh, yes, whatever you ask for. Because you know what? You are actually good enough. But I just didn't want to tell you that because I'm a shitty person and I'm miserable. And I want you to be miserable. And sometimes that's just it. Sometimes people are just miserable and they want you to be miserable or they can see that you are thriving and they are jealous. And that's it. And that person sounds incredibly jealous. And I'm so happy that you got out of that situation because those situations sometimes lock us in and have a damp, well, it, it did have a dampener on your confidence, but you didn't allow that to stop you. And I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that you haven't allowed that to keep you down. So, oh, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we have this story. It says, yep, quit in December. Best thing I ever did. 
It's hard to say if I'm better off financially because it's early days and COVID had a massive impact on my earnings. But before COVID hit, I was 100% on my way to earning the same, if not more, at my full-time job within the first month. Things have definitely picked up in the last month or so to the point where I'm earning more. I'm confident it will continue. But not going to lie, every month I get worried that things will slow down. But I guess that's just the worrier in me. If anybody knows about worrying, huh. ah, you know, and I can completely understand that because it's the fear of the unknown, it's the uncertainty, it's the unpredictability of the climate. And but you know what? The more you continue on in your journey, the more you'll understand what works, what doesn't work, and how to reach out to people and connect with your audience. And I'm sure it will continue to just grow and grow and grow because your work is amazing. Um, this is Elizabeth Rachel, uh, it's at Elizabeth and Rachel is spelt R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Uh, and again, I will be posting the links below so you can have a look and see the amazing work, uh, and businesses from the people that I've mentioned today. So I recorded this episode in a bit to inspire those who might be a little bit fearful, a little bit confused, a little bit unsure. You know, I wanted to share the shinier side of things because we do talk a lot about the the fears and the worries but it was just refreshing I think to hear from those who have gone on to lead self-employed lives and have been thriving ever since so um, I hope there was some sort of inspiration in there for you all and um, I will be speaking to you on the next episode next week so in that time everyone take care and stay safe bye